I've already gotten this huge list and it's a list from my wife. We've been talking about it. All right, let's project into 2021. What do we want to do around the house? Well, great. At the top of the list is let's update our kitchen. We've been in here five years. There's a couple things that were a little outdated to begin with. So let's update the kitchen. Sounds great, honey. Let's do it. Wait, what exactly are we doing? Hey, let's build it on radio.com with Corey Heppola and from Lindus Construction, Andy Lindus. Twenty twenty one, the year we update our kitchen. But I don't want to get something that, oh man, that is so twenty eighteen. I want something <laughs> new, right? I want something cool. Andy, any idea? Can you project? Can you use your crystal ball to project a twenty 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 one? It's always weird to say the first time you say it. Twenty twenty one trend. You know. Um... This is something that we've seen happen on the coast. When I when I when I talk on these roundtables with other contractors around the country, I've heard them talking about this. But we did our first one this year. We actually built a kitchenette, like a prep kitchen, off of the kitchen because the kitchen areas are our entertaining areas. We we build these beautiful, wide open kitchens for everyone to be in there. But they don't want to mess it up. They want it to be the entertaining dining area where where everything is. So they're building these little prep kitchens where you can do all the cooking and have all your messy appliances, the stuff that you don't want everyone else to see, your pantry, everything else is off the side with a little sliding door or something that you can close it off. I kind of think that you're going to see more of that happening in, in 2021. I told you about this before, uh, uh, the two dishwashers. I know you and Camille are are one of the last two in the world that hand wash every dish in your house almost, right? We, we've started to now. We've started to use a dishwasher. Since our talks, I've been able to convince her that, you know, we should really mix this thing in. And it's been great. I, honest to God, it has, been, it has saved me so much time. Yeah, you know, and, and I get, you know, we, we, I still hand wash a, a lot of dishes, but it's not uncommon that we're putting in two dishwashers into a kitchen it's because of, you know, larger families. It, you know, for me, the dishwasher, anytime I ever go to fill it, it's always full. So it's nice to be able to go and fill the other one instead of having a whole bunch of stuff in the sink and, and pull out appliances, drawers like refrigerator drawers, uh, freezer drawers, things, things like that. I don't know about you, with all of your little children. How many freezers in your house do you have to have? We're going to have to get another one. I can tell you that because the refrigerator that we have um, is just like one of those where the, the fridge is on one side, the, the freezer is on the other, and it's just like a thin thing. And it's there's just no way. These kids are – we got three of them. They're growing. They're eating more and more and more and more. And we just can't – we can't buy enough stuff to keep it in there. It's always packed. And so we're going to have to get a new, uh, a new freezer. Yeah. Right after I remodeled my kitchen – and I did that like three years ago. We did one. And I don't know why I didn't think of this. They put a full-size fridge in. So the whole thing is a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And then right next to it, full-size freezer. So, I mean, it, literally it's 10 feet of, of width, darn near, of, of, of freezer and, and fridge. But my, oh, my, talk about use of space. And, and, and not like right now, I have to go out to the garage. Or down in my basement to get half of the things that are frozen that we ever want to use. So it's for, for us because I, I have what you have. I got the I got the whole – I don't have the side-by-side. Side, I got the top. And then we got the little pull-out oh, yeah, freezer drawer. 
Yeah, it's just you can put like you know one you know frozen pizza in there and a thing of popsicles and it's full. Yeah, yeah, and we have to get multiple of those now. You know, I mean, you've had the three kids, and, yeah. and that's where we're at now. I do have a a, and I've talked about this too. I have a little a mini beer fridge. That's where the beer goes. That's yeah. that's kind of hidden away. But we're gonna have to. Uh, expand that out. What about some other trends though in the kitchen? And as you go about, you've talked about spacing, but you know, yep. I'm always interested in like colors or, or layouts or anything like that too. I guess specifically colors. You know, um, we're still seeing a lot of the whites and blacks still being popular, but we're, we're, I'm starting to see more colors and accents brought in. So a lot of times we're going to be choosing maybe a dark woodwork with a really light countertop, or the island's going to be a different color from the rest of the kitchen that, you know, contrasts or matches. But, you know, you're going to start to see some of the bolder colors come in. And especially people that are planning on staying in their house for a while, people are getting bolder. Like, this is my place. I love the color green. I want to do something cool with the color green here, whether that's in backsplashes, which you name the type of material that you want to use, Corey, and, and you can um, on backsplashes, metal, wood, mirror, glass, uh, mosaic tile. Uh, we just did a tile job. Um and I think I've shown you this before. I love this tile. It, if you notice how it was yep. supposed to look like, and I rustic. know this, this rustic barnyard chic style is supposed to go away, but it seems to never really completely go away for, for there's always some people that quite like it, but this is meant it's tile. It's meant to look like rusty steel. And they have yeah. a couple of different patterns and you, you, you dream it. You can get the tile to look like it too. So really, Aesthetically, I really challenge people to, to get creative. And with the tools that we have online now and what we can do to show people on what we can actually make their kitchen look like, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun working on these projects. I tell you, it's really, it's, it's, you can really make a dramatic change with small, small changes in your kitchen, whether it's color, backsplash, appliances. No, it can't be, it, it, it doesn't have to be a $50,000 project, you know, with some, some know-how, some elbow grease, and maybe just a few thousand dollars in spending, you can really make your kitchen start to pop. What's interesting is that, and, and I was thinking the same thing on the same wavelength as you, is is those backsplashes. It's amazing, even though it's just like meant to be just like this small little accent, small little pop, but the backsplash makes a big difference in a kitchen. It's like your eyes automatically go to that spot or something like that. Yeah, you know, um, it, it, it does. It, you, you know, it's it's naturally at about that height for eye level. We did one where we had mirrors as as the backsplash, and it was a. I mean, this kitchen was it was a phone booth. I mean, it was it was small. Not not that anybody knows what a phone booth is now nowadays, but yeah, it was it was a tiny kitchen. But the the mirror backsplash really did make it look better. Um, never done anything with glass, and there's a lot of different things that you can do with lighting there as well. Um, but yeah, you dream it. You can use it. Wood even yeah. can be a really nice accent with a backsplash. We did one. Have you ever seen the burnt wood mm -hmm. where they burn the grain? So what, what we actually do is we'll take a torch over the wood and the grain of the wood will actually start to pop out. You can overdo it, but then you do a light sanding, finish it, and you put that on the wall. That can really be a, a neat look, especially if you're like me and you like the old uh, rustic barnyard chic like I got going on here. You got me thinking about bourbon now. 
you know, bourbon, mm-hmm. and then you go up to the to the bedroom or your bath. What what about some um, some bath uh, projections into twenty twenty one? Any like any bath trends <clears throat> that you're seeing? You know, um, tubs for the most part are still on the way out. Like, uh, I don't know how many bathrooms that we're going into. They have those whirlpool tubs Mm -hmm. that haven't been used in a couple of years or really ever. Uh, so we're taking a lot of those spaces and converting them into walk-in showers. Sometimes there's a steam element that is in there. I mean, some of these showers we put on, I don't know how else to explain it, but it's more like a car wash. There's spigots coming at you from all directions and there's control panels that they, they, they look intimidating, but they're actually really functional and easy to use. Um, but it's, it's, it's awesome. Like people absolutely enjoy those. And I know like for us, when we did that type of a shower, we use that a thousand times more than we ever use that whirlpool tub. One, you walk in, boom, you're easy to go. Plus some of the health benefits that you can have with a steam room, you know, I don't know about you, but this yeah. is something that my wife and I are talking about on a regular basis. I know my customers are talking about this on a regular basis. And when it comes to your kitchens, your bathrooms and, and your overall house, your the healthy options and things that lead to longer lifespans and healthier lives are something that almost everybody's considering when they're going through a remodeling project. Two things. One, the only time we've used my tub in our master bedroom um has been primary bedroom i guess has been when i broke my arm and i couldn't go into a shower i had to keep (laughs) the arm up over the ledge it's literally the only Uh time um and then number two you're speaking my language a a steam room uh you know being finnish sauna we you know my parents grew up with a sauna they have a sauna themselves Uh, when they were kids they grew up with a sauna. that's something i would love to look into i don't know that you would put that in your bedroom but that would, you know, maybe be a different area in the house more than likely. Yeah. Um, for us, we have the the steam shower available and then we have an infrared sauna. And I'm telling you, Corey, out of all the things I've, I've done in my house, I, I truly do believe that that has changed my life. I feel like yeah. I'm healthier. I feel like I'm better. Um, and, and I'm with you. Any study you ever read about it just makes sense for what it costs and for, for how much little time that's in there. And for me, like the infrared sound or a seam room, you know what that's hard to bring in there is your phone. So it's just some mental clarity that can happen for me in there as well. It's a, it's a meditation moment. It's just, it's just some alone time with your own thoughts. For me, it's sometimes a little scary, but sometimes it's exactly what the doctor ordered too. I mean, yeah. talk about a decompressing, we're at 15 minutes a day. If we can't give ourselves 15 minutes a day for a healthier lifestyle, I mean, we're, we're just too busy then. Yeah, 100%. I love that idea. Now, last week we had talked about um, some winter win- you know, some winter things to think about and to prep your furnace. There is one thing that I missed out on last week that I want to hit with you. Okay. Hey, here's health. So we were talking about the furnace and the furnace room and we were doing all that last week. You had mentioned that, you know, it may be a good idea to hire that stuff out because professionals can come in and they can check it out and then you know you're covered, right? Another thing, though, you can change your own filter. I do that. I change my own filter. Sometimes I forget. But, Andy, there's a knob there right around the furnace that talks about the humidity levels. And I'm never quite sure. It says it's like 0 to 10. How far do you want it to go? I'm not quite sure. I don't want to ruin anything. Is it just you just stick it on 5 and that's fine? (laughs) You know, um, 
whole house humidifiers uh, that connect to furnaces are some of the misio, mis, most misused pieces of equipment in the home. They're almost never set properly. That's why uh, all of my people that go into people's houses carry a portable humidistat. Because one of the things we want to check in a house is their, their relative humidity. And in the wintertime, believe it or not, as the temperatures get colder, say under 20 degrees, you're going to want that humidity under 30%. It gets down below 10 degrees, under 20%. gets down below zero. That's, it's, it's, it's really hard to regulate that. And the reason why they're saying to keep your humidity that low is for the health reasons in your house. If your humidity is higher and it's that cold outside, the chances for creating mold in your home and condensation, which can lead to rot and other problems, goes, goes through the roof. If you have mm. frost up on your windows chances are your humidity is too too high and for 10 to 20 dollars at your local hardware store or just online shipped right to your house you can have this humidistat that's going to tell you what to do but typically that setting on your furnace or if you have an april air system those those are even worse than what what you have keep it at its lowest setting or off completely in the wintertime. I know we come from the land of running a humidifier when we're sick in the wintertime because it makes us feel better. Yes, that, that, that moist air can, but that's when you're sick. It's not something you want to be pouring into your room on a regular basis. And in the wintertime, it's probably even more important to run your bath fans when you're doing showers or steam rooms in order to get that warm, humid air outside your home. Are, are like the frost in the windows, is that like the only sign to, to, that you would see or is, are there other signs too? Uh, boy, I, you know, that's one of the first ones that you're going to see. You know, a well-insulated window or uh, uh, not all windows are created equal. Some of them have a higher condensation rating than others. So what I mean by that is the colder the surface, the easier it is to create that condensation. Um, I've seen outlets start to rust. I've seen water dripping in between walls. I've seen, if you get up into your attic and you notice any frost in your attic on your rafter hills or anything like that, that's usually a sign that you have too much humidity somewhere in your house. So frost and or standing moisture on anything, anything that feels damp or wet, chances are your humidity levels are too high and start in the basement and work your way from there. So you can just get like, where are you talking about those little like portable, I don't know, the digital like looking clocks. Can you put yeah, those in, yeah. in a room? And... Yeah, I have one that looks like a wand um, that, that, I, that I carry with me when I go into people's houses that wherever I am, it tells me I'm at 28%, 32%, 58%. Just, it gives you the exact reading of wherever it is at that moment, what the relative humidity is in the air. Okay. And can you break down the temperatures again? The temperature yes. and the percentage? So if say it's going to be under 20 degrees, so somewhere under 30%, under 20 degrees, you're going to be under 20%. And it's really hard to get your home, the average home lower than that. I know they suggest when it gets below zero, even lower than that. But if you're keeping your home between 20 and 30%, it's usually a safe humidity level outside of polar vortexes. It gets down to 60 below again, all bets are off. Yeah, my door handle was all frosted over when that happened. And I, I'm like, what What do you even do? You know it's cold outside when your whole door and your door yeah, handle no, on yeah. the inside frosts over. It was, it, honestly, it was the neatest sight I've ever seen. I kind of live up on the top of the hill, and we couldn't work anywhere. 
So I had 18 guys at my house in my shed that day training and working on stuff here. And I left to go and find something open to get food for everyone. I got to the top of the hill and it reminded me of, of, I forget the name of the movie, but I mean, everything was still, but every chimney in town had exhaust coming out of it. Every furnace in town was working. Your furnace didn't shut off for like five days straight and you couldn't keep up. That's how cold it was. And, and typically like on an average winter day, your furnace might only run 10 to 15% of the day. Just think of every furnace was running for like five days straight. I just, boy, oh boy, we had a lot of attic problems. I can tell you that much. We were in more attics that year than any other two years combined. And I pray that we just never see that again. That was too cold. Hey, here's a pointer. Here's my tip this week. And I'm a little bit partial to this because I'm addicted to Milwaukee tools. I just am. I'm sorry. One, black and red's my color. Go Hawks. Baldwin Woodville High School. <laughs> Two, everything I get from this company, I absolutely love, including this new adapter for there. Just goes on any actual Milwaukee uh, M18 battery. It snaps on. And what you're going to get, you got a regular plug-in, you got a micro USB, a USB-C, and a regular USB port. So my MacBook Pro is now getting powered by a Milwaukee battery as we speak. And for me, when you're traveling with tools and all other equipment and, and, and anything that you want to charge now, any, any corded tool I own now basically becomes cordless. I just got to carry this battery around and plug it into that. I can put this in my tool pouch. So it really, it, 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 it turns what I already love every, every tool I have, but I honestly think this is like, it completes my Milwaukee set. Like this is, I've been waiting for it for two months. It came out today and I'm tickled pink with it, man. If, if for, for, I think they're $29.99 and it takes a tool that you already have and makes it 50 tools. It makes, it can power anything you want. If you want to charge your truck, charge your fan, have a portable fan, a light, anything that you want to plug in, it's, it's perfect. I can't believe I didn't think of it earlier. You were looking at that like Jerry Maguire was looking at Renee Zellweger. You complete me. It does. I mean, this is, I, I, I've been waiting for so long. Like they, they come out with these teases and show you, hey, look at this cool thing. And then three months later, you finally get it. So I literally got these things plugged in all over right now. I have six of them. Just ordered 10 more. If anybody on my Christmas list watches this podcast, you're not getting one. But maybe you are. You had me at hello, Andy. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>